What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. How you doing this Tuesday? I'm good, man. I am going to actually uh, reel in on the fluff today because I am super excited. And I just want to get to the guest yes. right away. This is how I feel because, honestly, the education is real. I just would love to welcome Cody Peterson from Conigma. What's going on, Cody? Thank you so much, Rocky. And the education is real and it's necessary. You know, we're in this funny place in cannabis where where there's this lack of, uh, of sort of agreement. There's a lot of myths, urban legends. You know, prohibition has really put us in a, in a predicament. And uh, I'm excited to be part of the Conigma trying to, to break some of that down. That's awesome. So when did you get started? Are you, how did this whole situation with Conigma get started? It's a great question. So somewhere around 2018, the idea came into conception. It was this large thing that I had nothing to do with, employed many people, large business out of Israel. Things sort of shook out through the pandemic. It came down to the Conigma being that, that company that still you know, persisted. Uh, and, and what happened is, is I got uh, recruited, headhunted, because I post on LinkedIn uh, regularly, just trying to help people translate some of the emerging science in cannabis. And uh, you know, because of that, and my recently achieved master in cannabis science from the University of Maryland, uh, they, they liked what I was doing and sort of brought me in. And then since that time, we really ran with it and, you know, kind of made it my own. So the University of Maryland has a, a cannabis program? That's correct. University of Maryland, nice. uh, Baltimore, technically. Uh, and, and so we were, we were part of the pharmacy school. And, and there's a master's degree in cannabis science and therapeutics. So let's begin from, let's start this from the beginning, because I'm going to crack this from the inside out. We're going to do this uh, the right way, I feel like. Okay. So how did this introduction to the plant get started? And uh, how did it even formulate to this huge yeah, someone asked like, with all this knowledge, my, my origin story, uh, someone called it once. I like that term. So we'll run with it. Um, so. I was in pharmacy school. I, I didn't try cannabis for the first time until I was a senior in high school, encouraged by uh, my friend's father, actually, which was funny enough. Found it to be an enjoyable experience, but you know, that first time is never very pronounced. It's sort of a lot of times people say you can't get high at all. Obviously, um, that's not always the case. I know plenty of people who got stone silly uh, their first time trying cannabis. Uh, but but it's kind of set that aside. I go to college. I start to develop a relationship with the plant. Um, I'm studying pharmacies uh, at the time, uh, which I actually, you know, end up finishing and, and now do professionally, you know, seven out of every 14 days, I still work in the hospital. But I'm in pharmacy school, developing a relationship with the plant and this documentary comes out. I don't know if y'all remember this, uh, but but it was, oh shoot, it was gonna, it's gonna miss me now. Hold on, no. I am not going to forget this now. I love this documentary. It's the business, the industry, the, oh, anyway, we're going to move on. I love okay. this documentary. It's going to hit me in a little bit. Anyway, so I find this passion for cannabis. Um, but, you know, think, you know, Western pharmaceuticals, st standard, you know, medicine is what I'm going to do in my profession. Um, and what happened is, is my girlfriend at the time, her grandmother was dying of pancreatic cancer. 
and it was terrible and none of the chemo worked and you know day, days and weeks to live in hospice care and granny had said you know i i tried weed once people said it might help me you know what can you do so my girlfriend at the time was like hey you know do you want to help her i just so happened to be making some brownies for people around the university at this time uh, just because this is a skill set that i developed uh and so made her a cake and and saw not just one but two beautiful nights with this this grandmother had with her family laughing and and even singing and eating and doing all of these things that that were not possible without cannabis um and and i've seen this a few times in my career now people dying with dignity uh with the help of cannabis not always there's plenty of other medicines that can be helpful um but but the option to use it is great um anyway so i saw that that medicine in college and sort of just carried it with me still had a pretty good relationship with the plant she's she's helped me out uh in my most trying times uh and eventually this all converges and i become a well i guess 10 years later uh, I go back to school to get my master's degree in cannabis science because of a bit of serendipity, a friend calling me from Maryland about a billboard he saw where the same day I received word from my employer at this time uh, that they're going to, you know, triple the education reimbursement. I could essentially go back for free. Uh, so, so I did. And when I got my master's degree after paying way too much for my farm D I got my master's degree for basically free. <laughs> and then you were like, let me just, create this website that literally encompasses everything you can think <laughs> about in cannabis period yeah we've got thousands of pages on the content of cannabis it, it's it, across the entire gamut hundreds of disease states which we've written articles usually reviewed by a physician or written by one um that, that are really trying to break down how to use cannabis in pancreatic cancer what the evidence says what it doesn't say how to myth bust what is RSO? How to make RSO? What's ice water hash? How to make ice water hash? All everything that you want to know, and then the real secret sauce is the Kenigma. We have this uh, editorial review process. Like we're not doing what other people are doing. We've we've WebMD'd uh, cannabis, and we've brought in experts in in cannabis genetics or in cannabis pharmacology or whatever it might be, and they're reviewing the articles. And that's sort of where we're, where we're bringing up a notch. I'm glad you said um, you kind of like WebMD did because that's exactly the vibe I got when I was looking on the website. And it's, it's just so easy to navigate too because you have everything just like right there categorized. And I love how you even have like the hyperlinks within the article that leads you to like related articles. So it's just so easy to navigate. Um, and it's like so necessary for the cannabis industry because the education has to come along with, um, you know, like the, the growth of the industry. Like without mm -hmm. the education, I feel like um, we're doing an uh, injustice to the industry. Yeah, I mean, people are going to think it's all about just getting high. And, and certainly while there's a, a subsection of the industry that's primarily oriented towards that, you know, as well as I do, working as butt tenders, the frontline workers, like you're getting people come in every day saying, I have X and this X could be cancer. It could be PTSD. It could be anxiety, insomnia. And I take X and Y. <laughs> Is, you know, should this help me? You know, people are coming in telling you, oh, I'm trying to get sleep. What should I try? And and unfortunately, right now, the best tool we have is Indica Sativa Hybrid. Like, get the hell out of here. This is the best we can do. Right. <laughs> so outdated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just wrong. Look, I, I like to I like to shit on this, this uh, point right real quick. Okay. Do you know where the terms Indica and Sativa came from? Well, 
I think the indica indica plant came from India, right? So correct. When did that. it? When did the name come about? Cannabis indica. Oh, that I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, the eighteen hundreds. Okay, same time as the same term by a different botanist was cannabis sativa. Okay, so these these terms were were two men in a time before the internet and and you know male even right living on other parts of the world and they found the same plant. Now, interestingly, cannabis was well known to humanity for a long time. Do you know how long? Estimate. Do you want? To, let's give it a guess. How long have humans definitely been touching and talking about cannabis? The first word. Thousands of years. About twelve thousand years is the best wow. estimate, right? And so we can go back to Mesopotamia, uh, which is the some of the earliest civilizations where humans decided to stop just wandering, but rather to settle down. And we can see that they had words for cannabis. And if you go back to the earliest uh, things written in Asia, which is our most advanced culture historically, um, you will see that cannabis has at least 5,000 years of use from today, going back to some of the earliest uh, emperors. There's, a, there's an emperor named Shen Nung, and he's a demigod. He's not really known, he's real, but he, he's the, like sort of the god of plants and the god of herbs. And he wrote the very first list of, of herbs you should take every day, some days, and only when you're really sick. And cannabis fell into the take that shit every day. <laughs> nice. That's 5,500 year old knowledge. And, and that was what they were saying. Now, importantly, that would have been probably a higher TH, or sorry, CBD plant. Certainly not the 30% Sensamia we're token on today. Uh, and, and again, it was probably not smoked at all in, at this time. Right, exactly. I mean, I think that th that's the best part about what you bring to the industry. I'm going to tell you my first interaction with Conigma was your terpene wheel. And I think we discussed this for like uh, a little hot minute because the minute you said it, I said, listen, your, ter your terpene wheel bl blows my mind. Like, I, I think you guys broke it all the way friggin' down. So I think that that was what was necessary for me because you, as a bud tender, you know, you should be giving all of that information, right? That should be provided consistently to a bud tender so they can develop their skills in the dispensary. And I think it's these kind of tools that make it essential for us to learn even more and dig even deeper because, I mean, really, literally, it's just scratching the surface. If you're not actually thinking outside the box in the dispensary and actually learning outside of your job, um, I mean, it's are we giving enough learn. service? There's just too much to learn about this amazing plant. And I actually didn't finish my point, so I need to, I need to finish for the list. Please. So, so we got this super old ancient herb. Okay, it's been carried around uh, the old world, starting in Central Asia to, to China and to Japan and through Africa, thousands of years ago. Okay, it made it to the new world with the Spanish. They made it to the new world with cannabis. And then with them, they took back psychedelics. And this is sort of the trade between the old world and the new. Uh, and, and what happens uh, between even then, 1600s, when it gets to the new world, is in the 1800s, sort of this new renaissance, and when people start to decide to categorize plants, botanists come up with these terms, that's when we get cannabis sativa and cannabis indica. So I just explained this long convoluted history of a cannabis plant traveling from Central Asia across all of the world, including Europe, Africa, and then South America. 
And then in the 1800s, we try to make different categories and ascribe them, but that's not the way this story went. And if you look at the word sativa, you find this term all over botany, okay? Sativa means cultivated. And you find sativa all over plants that we eat every day, like the mustard plant, like, like multiple, like certain lemons. Well, they'll have sativum or sativum at the end of the word. And that just means cultivated. This is a variety that wasn't around in wild nature. Humans have found it, have, have fostered it. And cannabis sativa was well known to Europe. And that's why it got its name. Then they find this different looking plant in India. And he's like, oh, this is a different species. But it turns out this is just a genetically diverse plant. That might be a subspecies. That's a topic and, and controversy in itself. But this is all the same plant. And cannabis and indica are terms that have somehow just been used to describe the stature of the plant. And we got to one makes you sleepy and one makes you doesn't, even though there was never a strong connection. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> I know that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, if you can wild. get into the details of the story, Linus and Lamarck are the two botanists and they're working side by side and they're coming up with these nomenclatures, but they weren't talking, right? They weren't discussing the differences and the, and the similarities. And it's just that the plant had adapted to the mountains of India. It had figured out, hey, I do better when I grow short and I have a shorter lifespan because the snow doesn't go away till this time. But, you know, cannabis has been this plant, it's been on the planet for 8 million years is when it thought that hops, the stuff we put in beer mm -hmm. and cannabis separated. And this is the families that we've now got. And they've all fall under cannabaceae is the actual family. But, uh, you know, it's really cool stuff to think about how cannabis has been here so long. And it's kind of naive to think the words that we came up with 250 years ago are actually going to describe the, the complexity of this plant especially after the breeding that's gone on, right? Since the 1970s, yeah. when everything got brought in, this thing's been, this thing, this beautiful herb has been bred, you know, without sort of in the dark, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. And now it's coming to light and we're learning about it. And it's really, really cool. Um, so like when I learned about terpenes, that blew my mind. Did you learn anything like in your, like your, your cannabis journey that just kind of like blew your mind or you didn't expect? so many things now like like i mean look i had no idea about the endocannabinoid system right and so this is this is my shit tell me what you know about the endocannabinoid system jarell what do you know um everybody's is different um okay. like we well, all that's have that's a really it. good place to start yeah like that's i i, I vague knowledge of it i just know everybody have two receptors cb1 and cb2 receptors yeah. right okay um yep and honestly to attain uh homeostasis okay, okay. Uh, it, it the way the way to you know what i mean the endocannabinoid system and how does it do that it, got those well, receptors gonna, but what does it make for signals right what's that? so there's three parts to the endocannabinoid system yeah. there's the receptors yep. right the one and two and there's a whole different part of that conversation yeah 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 and then there's the enzymes that make the endocannabinoids and destroy the endocannabinoids. And then there's the endocannabinoids themselves. And those three things together kind of make up what's called endocannabinoid tone. And, that, and Jarrell, that's where this is sort of conceptual, but this is what you're talking about. Everyone's got a bit of a different tone and our tone is set by many, many things, including our genetics, 
our diet, our lifestyle, how much weed we smoke, how much sleep we got, whether we're menstruating or not, so many things because your endocannabinoid system is not just like dopamine, uh, which is a neurotransmitter released in the dopamine system. It works, has very sort of specific places it works. The endocannabinoid system is a cellular signaling system that's present in all of your organs, okay? It's in your skin, it's in your lungs, it's in your liver, it's in your balls, it's in your eyes, it's in your nostrils, it's in, you know, uh, your ovaries, it's everywhere. And, and the reason it's everywhere is because it's that master system that keeps things in check, okay? But here's the shit. It's not about us and it's not about we. This is an evolutionary tool on this planet. It's 600 million years old. It's found in sea squirts. Okay, they got sick of cannabinoid receptors in, in things that don't like, you know, things that look nothing like humans. Okay, and even trippier, if we go to mammals, we get deep into mammals, guess what we found out the endocannabinoid system regulates? This amazing process that for a long time has been a mystery, hibernation. We've measured endocannabinoid levels in brown bears and when they gorge on salmon and their tone is way different in the summer. And then it shifts totally, the endocannabinoid system. And now they're in what? They're in a stupor, right? Imagine just super, super high, right? They actually have to decrease their core body temperature, which is something that believe it or not, THC does. We know that when you give THC to humans, they feel cold. When you give it to rodents, they actually die because they get so cold. So, so the bear has to bring its core temperature down on purpose to slow everything down metabolically. So it makes sense that the endocannabinoid system is involved and the bear has to eat omega-3 fats and the omega-3 fats can actually, believe it or not, be turned into endocannabinoids in the body. So all of this stuff, that's just like nature and happening and the planet is all tied together in the endocannabinoid system. It has nothing to do with weed. We just helped us discover it. Right. I get it. Man, this is the reason why <laughs> you did the Kenigma and I did not. <laughs> no, For man. I, I mean, so, honestly, I I appreciate the knowledge because I don't feel like it stops there. I learn something new all the time. I'm never like I'm 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 an expert at this because really, in all honesty, I feel like sometimes I'm just scratching the surface, especially when you speak to someone like yourself. And then you're like, wow, man, I didn't even think about that. And I'm not going to forget that story either about the hibernation. I am going to tell that to yeah. everybody. No, I love it. And you can share my socials with them because I, I do some stories and explaining and they can find articles that I've, I've posted about this. So, you know, I, anything I'm talking about here today, we either have an article at the Kenigma or I have it on my personal. I, I haven't convinced my editor to let me do the story on hibernation yet. It's a, it's a hard sell when your business model is targeting people Googling googling things and you're like endocannabinoids in mammals <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a lot of hits <laughs> is it helpful many... working in the pharmacology like is is it helpful to know uh in the pharmacology uh arena is it helpful for cannabis at all like i know that uh -huh. yeah absolutely so first of all i have a shirt on so Right there, we'll start with, with that. And I, I firmly stand by this one of my hashtags, cannabis is medicine. And that doesn't mean cannabis isn't so many more things. It's not recreation, it's not social. It's all, it, it is all those things, but it's also medicine and we can treat it as such. We don't have to, we don't have to sort of make these weird new rules around cannabis. We can integrate it into our healthcare model. 
Um, and so, you know, in, in, yes, it is extremely helpful knowing what other medications you take, what time should you take this? What side effects should you be able to expect? What route of administration should you consider? You know, it, it, the pharmacist is really, in my opinion, the best healthcare professional geared up to sort of serve what, what currently the role is being filled by the bud tender. I mean, like I said, you have people coming into you saying, hey, take this medicine or hey, I'm new. I got this new diagnosis. I'm having this, this personal health issue. What should I take? Yeah. <laughs> That's historically been the pharmacist's job. Yes. Um, and, and that's not to say that there, there isn't a good role for both of us, but I think in the, in my ideal sense, like in the truest sense, I'd like to see pharmacists in the dispensary and a pharmacy technician, uh, you, you know, certified with someone who's experienced like yourself, who's, who's kind of quarterbacking and then can bring in the pharmacist for these, these difficult consults, um, in the medical side, not for, I don't want to, I don't want to gate. That's not, that's not what I'm interested in. I want to do the opposite. I want to ensure that patients get what's entitled to them with every other medicine, which is the right to pharmacist counsel, which is the right to privacy, which is the right to affordable, consistent medicine, which is, which is, you know, protected protections under the law. And these are the same protections that are afforded under every medicine. And we got to stop making a new system for cannabis because, you know, we're losing a lot of those rights. What we need to do is create a special circumstance where people who can get, you know, medical cannabis is more than just a pot doc certification. It's a, it's a system in which people get real care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. so far from the patient. Uh, and I feel like the closer we get to uh, federal legalization, the further away we get from the patient. So it's very, very nice to hear uh, somebody else say and, and be passionate about the fact that that's necessary. It's not something, you know, physical choices. Granted, we want to get high, right? Some people just want to go to Vegas and woohoo. Sure. Absolutely. There's some people that need. Yeah. There's some people that really need this plant and really need to know a lot about it and can definitely use the education. Sure. Need help kind of just, just navigating the waters, right? And it's it's intimidating. I don't know uh, which dispensaries y'all working in Vegas, but, you know, depending on where you go, like this can be an intimidating experience, overwhelming amount of choices. You don't know what anything means, you know, it, for a new consumer somebody who's never you know was part of the reagan era or or earlier never approached cannabis this is a very intimidated time then they need to lean on their friend or family who's also probably you know just a just a typical pothead but they don't have a strong understanding of pharmacology or what the cancer is or what the next step should be so i know there's a tremendous need for people like me this is why i went to the program medical cannabis science and therapeutics and there's a bunch of individuals with skill sets like mine that are sort of working on these. But the industry doesn't have a, a real etched out role. Um, one thing I wanted to point to, though, is there are multiple states that have pharmacists dispensing in, of all medical cannabis. So places that haven't either gone full adult use, they're still medical only. Um, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, for example, um, New York before this very recent change, um, New Virginia are all pharmacist dispense states. So you go to the mm -hmm. pharmacy to get your, the pharma dispense, pharmensary. <laughs> pharmensary. <laughs> uh, to, to get your meds and you can talk to a pharmacist, which I think is pretty cool. Is it the optimal model? I don't know. I, I, I think that I'm expensive. So I'm not convinced that, that I, that needs to be everybody. 
but we need to have that available. I about to say, yeah, the service definitely needs to be available. I remember the very first dispensary I worked in, um, they had a registered nurse on staff that they, they had available for, um, for medical patients. And um, I just think that that's, I thought that was awesome just to have that service available. If somebody needed, they can make an appointment and have the nurse meet you at the, uh, the dispensary and just walk you through your choices. You can go over the medicine you're already taking. And I just feel like uh, instead of being on opposite ends of the, uh, the spectrum, the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies and the cannabis companies can, they can coexist together and make it better for the, for the patients for sure. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, the biggest problem is sort of insurance. Like the yeah. real barrier is that insurance isn't going to cover this. And, and it's one of the problems for why people, you know, they don't really want to pay for a service because they already got to pay for all their own medicine. You know how this can all add up. Um, and so I think that's one, one of the many existing barriers is this lack of sort of access to the normal services that you would get to, and including, you know, some sort of insurance coverage or some sort of guidance, all, all of the things people, some people are just embarrassed. They're afraid their friends might find out they're, they're using pot, whatever it might be. Um, I'd love to see that model expounded upon. And I think there's mm-hmm. real hope for that the country as close as it feels like we are sometimes i don't know if we're gonna take the leap and go to full full adult use legalization but and maybe we will i'm not that i am not that person that gets to make the decision that's what i'd like to see uh but but i have no doubt that there's you know a lot of people pushing for some medical movement and some assurances on the medical side before the fed you know because as you've seen medical sort of gets rolled on in every state that goes from medical to adult use. Um, The dispensary's primary interest is making money, not in supporting patients. Um, So consistent supply, both from the farmer and the dispensary isn't assured. That's a challenge for patients. You know, again, complex things, changes in medicine, um, so many, so many complex reasons that you might want to be able to tap your pharmacist. I'd like to see a hierarchy. You know, the bud tender triage is, oh, you should talk to our cannabis nurse. And then if there's something real complex, then you can bring the pharmacist in for the specific drug question and, and really try to leverage every um, existing part of that wheel. Because there's a lot of great cannabis nurses out there and there's a lot of interested pharmacists. There's a lot of interested non-healthcare professionals who, again, could help 75% of these individuals find a, find a good starting point. You don't need a healthcare professional in every patient. So true. thousand percent. Yep. I know I get super excited when somebody I didn't have any idea in my family, like was, I never thought they'd be interested in life to smoke or to even consider doing cannabis. And they'll call me and they'll just get some, try to get some advice. And I love that. You know what I mean? Because um, it's an alternate way of looking at hey, a holistic way of looking at medicine. You know what I mean? And it's, it makes f- people feel better to know that, you know, they don't have to take seven or eight extra pills that cannabis can help with. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a sign so, of good, positive change, too, that people yes. are coming to you and asking. I have family members and friends as well that'll come to me and ask for advice or whatnot. And I think mm-hmm. that it's it's great. It's it's uh, progress. For sure. Or to see, oh, yeah. you know, non-consumers before, like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, we have our gummies now. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> my five milligrams right <laughs> hey microdosing yep for sure cody i'm curious how many people do you have like contributing to the website because you guys 
have a ton of articles, man. Uh, over three hundred thousand a month from Google. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's an, that's so, an amazing way to open that up. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's going really well. It, it, it's more than that, obviously, if you count our email and all of that, all of that good stuff. But we're really happy with with the numbers. You know, it's been a journey, and it certainly hasn't been easy. And we've seen friends go, and we've downsized, and and you know, like it, it's it's been a, a journey, and I'm happy to be on the on the the train still. Nice. Working hard to to bring up recently. Like, you got to check this out. We're doing a cultivation guide. Um, it's gonna be like I think it's right now it's like seventy pages, but it's like a, a extensive like A to Z. This is what this is the deal with plants. We've got our evolutionary biologist Stephen Philpot Jr. He's writing the the intro, and then we we had a writer, and then we've got our PhD review. Super excited to get it out there. I'm working on all the infographics right now, talking about ph and and uh vapor pressures and all this good stuff and you're going to learn a lot it'll be a uh, pdf download just give us your email that's all we want oh my god <laughs> it's going to be a sick book though i i just started my cultivation journey alongside of it so I bought a home and now that i have my backyard my wife finally you know gave me the old green light uh and so i've got my first uh, I got my first plant in veg, and I've got a couple more seedlings that I'm gonna try to autos that I'm gonna put outside and really explore this, which has been just an amazing journey while we write the cultivation guide. Um, so I didn't even really explain my role. Uh, so I didn't start the website. Uh, I was I was brought in, and I'm not the internet guy. That's that's Alana, uh, the CEO. She she spent a lot of time. Um, on GoodNet, which is an Israeli-based company trying to bring good news out of the Middle East to people because it's really depressing there. So they, <laughs> um, and then she was at the Jerusalem Post as well. So she's like a journalist, internet, like digital media person. And then I'm the science guy. In fact, my chief, my role is chief science officer, and I lead the scientific editorial team. So cherry pick scientists that I like on the internet I'm like hey will you be my reviewer I want you to do this and then I try to elevate their work and we try to bring everybody together and, and that's that secret sauce I was telling you about and, and it's really a passionate group of individuals that lets that happen Cody I'm finding you when there's a zombie apocalypse I'm finding you brother uh I mean I, if the, the cure is weed I'm your guy <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean you, you probably should go to arizona there are people more more armed than me that might be more more useful <laughs> i you know i'm definitely like if there is a i'm getting a nice sword you know yes. like something michonne like michonne. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. now uh cody you've been awesome bro uh we would love to have you on again just to talk about because you said you have your own personal website that you're doing or your yeah, own project. I, mean, I have a little bit of that. I'm doing a non. I work at a nonprofit. I'm teaching at University of California, Irvine, which I'm really stoked about. I'm teaching nice. pharmacy students nice. about cannabis in nice. the pharmacy school, getting the education. Because when I went to school, nobody taught me what an endocannabinoid system was. Nobody talked to me about weed except for it was addicting. Like I didn't know anything, despite the fact that I went four years to a school about drugs, and this is the second most commonly consumed drug on the planet. <laughs> facts hell yeah so uh, anyway man, excited yeah yeah we definitely have to get you on to talk more about yes. that Bring yes him back. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you bro you absolutely killed this um before we let you go we have to know what you've been smoking on 
Oh man, I am an open-minded uh, toker. But what is really tickling my fancy lately is any variety or, or, or any um, so extract that's very rich in awesomeing. So something that smells very, um, it's, like, it's like tangerine, you know, the little cuties. Like anything that smells like little cuties, I'm like, that's my jam. Now I'm not talking lime. I'm not talking lemons. I'm lime talking the exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. Floral. It, yes, exactly. And awesome yeah. is also found in, in in other flowers as well. You can mm -hmm. find that on the terpene wheel. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you so much for for like having me, and uh, I can't wait to share more. I'd love to talk more about bud tender, and and I'll sort of be in the front line person to give advice. Sort of what I do. And we're gonna eat <laughs> oh yeah what you been smoking on rocky um believe it or not i don't hate to sound redundant but glp dropped a couple of extra strains out there into mm -hmm. the atmosphere so i recently had the sunshine daydream very very good kudos to glp for that what about you jerell uh the cherry gas from grower circle Oh, that sounds like it's really good. Maybe yes, a of, uh, super, super tasty. at the end there. <laughs> super, super tasty. You definitely is more of that 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 cherry than a gassy flavor, but it's real good. Shout out to Gross Herbal. Yeah, awesome. I prefer fruit to fuel, but that's just me. I mean, there's a, there's a nose for everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we thank you folks for listening. If anybody wants to find out a little bit more about uh, Kenigma, how can they do that, Cody? Oh, actually, I have some advice for you. If you want to learn anything more about weed, period, you're just going to Google that question and put in Kanigma. That's C-A-N-N-I-G-M-A at the Google search. And that is actually the best way to find anything. It works better than our own internal search function. That's what we do. We're SEO. Like, check us and find us there. Ask all your questions plus Kanigma on Google and you'll find all the, the hot shit. Dude, that's how I found you for sure. There searching it through i wanted the best <laughs> knowledge i could possibly get uh we're always at high bud tenders on all things social media or you can go to www.highbudtenders.com and listen to the podcast pick up some merchandise take a look learn a little bit more uh we thank you folks for listening and as always stay high bud tenders okay, make it i'm sorry i said i love my city but I don't think you hear me though I said I love my city